0: All right, because three is a crowd. I'm here today once again, as always. Not forever, though, in the bunker (laughs) with Kelly. How's it going, Kelly?
1: I feel very uplifted suddenly. Oh. Not forever. We won't be in the bunker forever. That's nice. Oh, that
0: does feel good. You're like, ah. Great "Ah." thought. But we are here in the bunker for today. (laughs) Kelly, this is episode 48. We listen to a Bob Dylan song. I hope your week has been going well.
1: It's been a week
0: been lots of snow out here in Portland sure has so if you're snowed in somewhere we feel you if it's summertime
1: isn't it summer in Australia or something don't they do isn't it opposite I don't know what
0: our Australian listener base is Kelly did you know that this is a Bob Dylan podcast I do now that's good we we listen to a Bob Dylan song every single week that we pick at random at the end of every episode so stay tuned for that and then we sit with it we think about it we write about it we put make playlists, Kelly makes booklets about it, we get all arts and crafty, we do lots of stuff, and then we get together at the end of the week and we talk about it. I've been listening to Bob Dylan for most of my life. Kelly has heard roughly the same number of songs as the number of days underneath a tree <laughs> that the Buddha sat attempting to understand the nature of reality. There you go. And this week, we listen to something the Buddha probably thought a lot about, What Good Am I? Off of 1989's oh,
1: Marseille. Nice He's tired.
0: What good am I
1: If
0: I'm like all the rest If I just turn away When I see how you're dressed If I shut myself up so I can't hear you cry, what good am I? All right, Kelly, so we spent the week with What Good Am I, our third song from A Mercy. Three of ten. I think this might be the most of an album that we've made so far. Three of three of ten? That's it. Mm. Is Omar's
1: the one that signed the windows on, too?
0: No, that's New Morning, oh. which is a oh, yeah. good 20 years before.
1: Yeah, that's like the sepia tone one, just like his uh-huh. head, right? Yeah, yeah. 1970.
0: Okay. This is 1989. Gotcha. No, this is the one with uh, Ring the Bells and Everything is Broken. Okay. Which is kind of fun, and we'll get into it a little bit, because there's a tone that gets set on this record, and neither... In my opinion, Ring Them Bells or, especially, Everything is Broken kind of fit that tone. Hmm. But the tone is very much matched with with this little song right here. I mean,
1: I feel like Ring Them Bells fits in with this really well. Yeah. Maybe. I do. I see it. You see it. You can feel it. You want to ask me my initial thoughts on the song? I do. Yeah. I feel like that's something we do. Yeah, that is definitely something <laughs> we
0: do. So, Kelly, what are your, your initial thoughts
1: on the song? Pretty sleepy. It's not the most rocking tune. No, but it can't always be rocking. Yeah, I get that. Um, <laughs> and I, I maybe you know what? Maybe I needed this. Okay. Uh, stressful week. Yeah. Maybe I needed a Bob Dylan to just sit at a piano and sing his hats on to maybe me. Maybe a nice snowy tune. And I think that the idea of the song is nice. You know, like maybe you, you, we should have a little self-reflection from time to time. Make sure we're we're moving toward a positive. Something, you know, growing a little bit every day. That's true. Changing a little bit for the better every day.
0: That would be nice.
1: Yeah.
0: I completely agree. Hmm. This song, Kelly, was recorded. It was actually written in the winter of 1988. And then he searched for a melody into 1989. This was recorded a lot, which in the 80s, you know, we've talked about it before, but he does a lot of takes. March 7th, 1989, eight takes. Oh Mercy, the music for Oh Mercy, came from take seven. On March 29th, so about a month later, he did two more takes. And then on on April 7th, 1989, he records the vocals that go on top of the music from March 7th. So that is where Oh Mercy, this version, has all come together. So Bob Dylan, obviously, we've talked about it before, a little bit on Ring Them Bells and everything is broken. But Oh Mercy is recounted in his Chronicles Volume 1 at length, that and New Morning. Uh, The only two albums that he really goes into in this one, he said that this song came to him in a single night, just came to him all at once, which is not really surprising. It's not the most lyrically deep song that Bob Dylan's ever written, but it's still, you know, I don't think that could come to me in one night. Something as fully fleshed out. Um, Something that kind of changed my entire perspective about the song is that he thought of this after he saw a homeless person. And now, yeah, I know, right? It all sort of like, I don't like that interpretation. I don't like that I know that. And I'm sorry that I've uh, sort of poisoned the
1: well. But that does make the first verse make more sense. It also makes the end make more sense, where he's talking about, I'm watching you silently die. Oh, yeah. I didn't, well, because I was thinking poetically, like somebody who's suffering emotionally, not like someone who's literally on the verge of death because they're homeless. Right. Maybe you should think about your life a little
0: bit. That's what I mean. So, that's too bad. That's too bad. Let's pretend in, in a different world that that is not really... So that makes me sad. That does make me sad. And it also <laughs> makes it, again, really one-dimensional. And I don't think, you know, any any songwriter, including Bob Dylan, but also songs in general, you bring to it what you will. If you've listened to this podcast, you know that that is our RMO. This song has been played 241 times beginning in October of 1989 at the Beacon Theater in New York. And the last time he played it was in New Zealand in 2014.
1: Yeah, this so. dude would be committing crimes by never playing songs that are amazing, and then playing these. So- I mean, the songs, whatever. It but. is.
0: It is. Well, it's also it's kind of a you know the way people talk about it on oh Mercy, and I think it's it's apt is that he's like a it's a it's a mood song. It's like creating like mood tones, and this this song is very much that. Like it kind of sneaks its way in. It's just kind of like a smoky haze that Bob sort of lingers through. And then it does something that a Bob Dylan song does not often do, which is have an extended outro. Mm. You know, this song is unique in that sense. I, I can't think of another one that we've done so far that just sort of stops. And it's not a harmonica solo, which let the harmonica solo go. go. This song just sort of like weirdly peters itself out slowly, quietly to the point where there were, there was there's one spot right at the end where it seems like everything goes away. But they did leave like if you're listening to it, they leave a note hanging and there's a weird tension in the last ten seconds of the song because they really slow it down to the point where you think they're not gonna like get that last note in mm. and then it's quiet, and then finally we <laughs> exhale and I was like, Man, this is that was that was a bit much, Bob. Please <laughs> don't do that to me ever again. But that is interesting. That's a totally different thing. So Kelly, knowing that, because we're getting into the song itself. What do you think about the this? – let's talk about the music first. What do you think about the music?
1: I mean, there's no drums. Um, there's no drums, no. So it's just piano, bass, and guitar.
0: Yeah. I um, think Bob is on
1: the piano. The instrumentality is there. It's all solid. Um, you didn't lose your shit over the awesome bass. That bass really rocks it on it that is, bridge. It is good. Yeah. It's a good – but, I mean, like, I just the song is – makes me want to go to sleep. Yeah. But it's, that's not like a bad thing. If yeah. You're in the mood for some sweet sleepy time music.
0: Yeah. That bass is characteristic of this entire record because most of the time is a song that comes before that. And most of the time is a masterpiece. And to go from most of the time into this makes perfect sense. This is, a, this is a song that like a lot of other songs we've had so far don't make a lot of sense outside of their context. I don't think this song works for me outside of a Mercy. I don't personally come to this song to listen to it because if I'm not listening to most of the time prior to I don't really I have no desire to listen to this song Mm. because the two are sort of intertwined for me it's all together because it just gets really sparse it gets really bassy it gets really great what good am I then to others than me if I've had every chance and yet still barely see If my hands are tied Must I not wonder within Who tied them and why And where must I be And it makes something like Everything is Broken Sort of weird, you know? Because, yeah, even if we accept that like Ring Them Bells Has this kind of vibe Ring Them Bells moves on a Man in the Long Black Coat which brings us to most of the time, which brings us to this. Like, it is a nice, and, you know, Man in the Long Black Coat, if you recall, is that weird, that, like, guitar tone that I've used. And I'm Not There. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, wow, 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 Yeah, exactly. So just imagine that little guitar tone going over plodding bass and quiet drums. Like, that is totally the vibe. And so it's weird when you have everything is broken because that song doesn't really make make a lot of sense, yeah. Yeah. So that's why Oh Mercy is really strange. It's very particular in a spot right in the middle of the record. And then, you know, the edges are kind of frayed. It's kind of weird. But I think that's what makes it brilliant. Um, I like the twinkling guitars or twinkling pianos. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, I guess in a way the twinkling guitars, the guitar, there are moments where it gets like, you remember Dirge from Planet Waves? Yeah, That really... It almost felt like a different song, like two songs playing separately, you know, Bob, yeah, yeah, hitting the, and the then you piano, got, yeah, piano and they got Robbie so. Robertson like hitting that awesome guitar. This did not have Robbie Robertson on guitar, but it was, I felt sometimes the same way where the guitar was off doing its own thing. The piano's off doing its own thing. The bass is clearly just like pounding away because it has to keep that beat, whatever the beat is for the piano and for the guitar. And I thought that was really effective. I thought it was really I don't know if that like stood you know, out from, to you. Or well, you the bass about was that?
1: the one through line, and then the for me, through. it was like the guitar was just adding little embellishments, yeah. and the piano kind of too, just doing some little melody. But it all revolved around that. That was definitely yeah. the, the core, which that is the function of a bass and rhythm right. section. But, but uh, even
0: the but even the guitar didn't have it. It wasn't a set pattern. It wasn't following the same, you know, like a, a standard song mm. will play the same notes over and over. It felt like this this one just sort of like, well, I'm just gonna I'm over here now. And I'm over here for this verse, and I'm over here for that, and.
1: Well, it's interesting that there were so many takes, because this, to me, definitely reads as we're just kind of noodling. Like the basis is going to do this thing, you guys kind of do whatever. Right. So. Yeah, it's weird that
0: I wonder what the other takes sound like because I don't know. I don't think that it's not available. It's more that I didn't look. Gotcha. I was gonna say because we only listened to this. We did, and there's another version we did not. Let's blame it on snow. (laughs) Um, and you know again it's something that if it comes up later it'll come up later I think I think what's interesting about this for the future is a is a is a great 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 song like most of the time we will talk more about this in context to that because I think now that we've laid this foundation having that as sort of you know an extra layer is going to to matter later on but not now Um, and that's unfortunately kind of what the song is to me it's like a it's better once you know enough. I would not recommend this outright. I wouldn't say that this is a Bob Dylan song. Like if you're have like, oh, you to should like Bo- to.
1: Bob Dylan for these reasons. This is not making the the list. It ain't. It ain't.
0: Even though it has all the elements that I really like, but I only like it if I were to say, listen to Oh "Mercy,"
1: because
0: mm. then it would all make sense. But I don't. I don't think so. So lyrically, this is a. You know, we've kind of talked about it. It's a little. It's a bummer. a Little bummer of a song.
1: Well, even without the the homeless angle, it's yeah, well, I mean, the homeless like, angle's crazy. It's still sad. I mean, I just assumed it was about a personal relationship.
0: Yeah. Or you know, I thought I always thought it was just him. I mean, it's another avatar. I mean, Ooh. I I I thought again that this is like this is now a running gag of this podcast, but another song that's more honest than Sarah. Like <laughs> I think this is another one of those because yeah. I don't know. The homeless thing really throws a huge wrench in all of this. But, you know, if it's just some person reflecting on themselves, like, what good am I if I'm like all the rest? What good am I if, you know, I know but I don't do? What good am I if I, you know, while you softly weep? I think that it's just somebody that questions their own role in the world. And I think that's always relevant. It's never irrelevant. Um, I think it's more heightenedly relevant today. Like, a lot of these songs have been... In the world that we live in right now i could see somebody or myself or Bob dylan or whoever saying what what good do i actually bring into the world what do i actually do on a day-to-day basis i might go to work i might do this or do that but like what else do i give what else do i try to put out in the world to bring anybody else any
1: sense of joy that's a good question i think that's something that um
0: never goes out of style
1: the second half of the verses like that they carry through it's pretty similar at the end right Maybe not. Maybe I made that up. I guess they all are all different. Uh, some of these are very obviously somebody looking at them themselves, for sure. Yeah. But some of them, like, can't be because they're, I mean, the narrator is specifically referencing somebody else. Unless it's some crazy meta shit, you know, like, mm. looking in the mirror mm. thing. But even it's that... some the mirror the, thing, though. Well, right? I mean, I don't know. What, what good am I, while well, you sloughly weep, is is a hard one to, to <laughs> say <laughs> that, like...
0: Bob's just looking at the mirror.
1: <laughs> Look at you crying. What am I doing? <laughs> that one's a little weird. But yeah, I just assume... Yeah, and
0: then I hear in my head what you say in your sleep.
1: Yeah, that, like, this is a dissociative multiple personality situation, if it is just one person. Which makes it better. But I mean, that it's. I like the lyrics because there are a lot of people that don't have any kind of uh, self-awareness, Yeah. that don't really think beyond this moment or try to improve. Yeah. And that's really easy to do. There's a lot of distractions... It's easy to put things off. It's easier to be a talker.
0: Yeah.
1: And it's a lot harder to look at yourself and say, what am I really fucking doing? Yeah. And, and like everybody has their own means. We've talked about it before. Like I wish I could do more. It's really tough when you have a full time job. But there are lots of amazing, benevolent people on this planet that work 800 jobs and devote themselves to charity and like. I am not that good of a person, but maybe one day I will be. And right. I think that's that's the takeaway I get from this song, even you if it wanna isn't be
0: You want to be. You want
1: to. Yeah, you want to try.
0: It's not. That's not something that you actively strive against. Yes. <laughs> you know, and you admire the people that do do that. That is a good enough answer. I think that's an answer that I
1: think a lot of people wouldn't honestly give. And the only way to do that is to constantly ask yourself. You yeah. need to check in. Like, you know, it's it's easy easiest way to get yourself out of any positive path is to just dump on yourself and be like well i couldn't do it so what's the point of even trying anymore doing a little bit better every day and even if you don't do better the next day if you just like next time this situation comes up i'm gonna try to handle it better that's all you can fucking do give yourself a break
0: yeah
1: try to do better just a little bit every time and if you don't that's okay try again next time
0: yes and i from personal experience, I will say the same. Yes, don't beat yourself up. You have a beer. You smoke a cigarette. You do whatever that you weren't supposed to do. The worst thing you can do is to blame – is to, to go – again, all this silently dying stuff aside. <laughs> there's a lot of – like there's two options here. It's either that you can try to be better. You can lie to yourself, which is what most of the time is all about. Or you can sort of recognize – that you can keep changing. And I think Bob even references something really important. If we're taking that sort of angle, there's a line in the bridge, which I think is the best verse in the entire, um, the entire song. But the, the last two lines are, if my hands are tied, must I not wonder within who tied them and why and where must I have been? Yeah. And I think that gets to things that we've been harping on this entire podcast, which is being educated, thinking about the world at large what sort of, you know, Bob right now is looking at us. Well, let's say Bob, the narrator, whoever this person is, is looking at society at large and saying, How did I become this way? How did I get so jaded? How did I get so, you know, self obsessed? How did I stop caring about everything beyond me? That's something important to take note of as well. What are the things in your life that pull you away from reality? And what can you do to fix them and fix them for other people? And learn what are the s- systemic ties that make you bound to your couch for the shows you watch or bound to the you know music you listen to. I mean, I don't I – don't, all the examples in the world, the kind of art that you consume, the sort of lifestyle that you live, the things that you actually physically buy and eat and all that kind of shit. Why? Why do you do that? It's good to question where did you come from? Why did you come from there? What is going on? Those are good questions to ask yourself. That's how you start to become self-reflexive. And I think when you start thinking on that level like Bob's doing in The Bridge, that's probably the most profound way to sort of get into all of this. Because even if this is a homeless guy, he's asking himself there, how did I become so jaded? How How did I get to the point where, like all of us, we walk by homeless people. We avert our eyes. We tell them we don't have any change if we do, you know. It's not that we can always do it as we've talked before. You can't just give everything away and expect to still live like a life that you've worked for. But there's also the other side, which is why do we do that? Why don't we help in different ways? Why don't we think about it in different ways? Why do we disparage people that are homeless? Maybe we can't help them, but why in the next breath as we walk down the street say – What a gross, disgusting person. They should get a fucking job. They're fucking losers. Like, without any context, no idea of who they are or why this is happening. Maybe if you rein in those thoughts, things will start to blossom a little bit better when you stop hating everything around you. That's just the homeless angle. But, I mean, you get what I'm saying. Like, it's all just – got to understand why you do the things you do. Why are we doing a podcast right now? Why are we in a bunker? Why has the world – ended it hasn't ended
1: (laughs) that we know that we know of we're in a bonker but i mean what what happened why are we here well even on a more micro level uh interpersonally too it's really tough to see beyond yourself when you're miserable yeah so asking yourself just emotionally especially if you're in like a relationship or you have a, a tough family situation or even a close friend group where you find yourself not happy uh it this can be that moment like Obviously, to me, some of these verses are, like, we're making each other miserable. Like, you're upset. And, like, what good am I if I'm letting this continue? Clearly, I don't have a good way to communicate with you. I don't have something is missing. So that's important, too. Like, any relationship takes communication and takes thought and care. True. Got to check in. What am I doing? What good am I to this situation? And you've got to know when to walk away. True. Because that can be the biggest thing you can do. How can you help other people when you can't make yourself... Happy on your own. you got to work from the inside out, man. First think locally, then think globally. True. he got to do it.
0: But he thought he could provide happiness. He thought it was up to him.
1: Well, do we always think. We always have the best intentions.
0: Thought it was up to me.
1: It's my job to fix you. Also, try not to do that if you can. Try not to True. take up causes where it's like, oh, I, I need to fix. I need to fix. Mm-mm-mm. You don't need to fix.
0: No. You need to just be. To get a little bit salty about this, it's another Bob Dylan character that says, what good am I – what am I – what did I do? Why? <laughs> what
1: did I do? It's like, Bob,
0: you can't stop. You, you have to be – because you are being reflexive but you're not going all the way and that's what we fear the most because we can all say give good relationship advice, give good life advice, give good whatever. But in the end, if we're living that life, if we're in the middle of it, we can often
1: Democrats. blind ourselves <laughs> to what we're doing.
0: So, And it's not bad to give that advice. It's not bad to be in a better relationship and say, hey, friend, you can be in a better relationship. You shouldn't be in that. But then it should be up to your friend to say, hey, you could also be not be in that relationship. <laughs> that's that's what friends do. Yeah. So be a friend. Something I also thought while I was doing this, and this is not unique to um, – to me, um, I probably got this looking online and stuff like that, but that idea of artistic self-worth as well, you know, I think looking at this even at a super meta level where Bob's saying sort of what good am I as as even like an artist? Like why am I sitting down and like writing songs? Mm-hmm. I think that's something that people can get wrapped up in as well, which is – what worth do i actually give to the world
1: you're good about bringing that around i i forget thinking of him as the songwriter <laughs> like he just completely becomes a character instantly when i hear the song okay yeah so it's nice when you bring that back in like bob's talking about him writing songs I'm like what
0: maybe but well, i don't i don't necessarily think that's true because i think in 1989 it's kind of rich to be like have i brought any joy to the world like i don't know as you as like a maybe 25 year old like you can have that crisis but as like a 50 year old Bob, uh, no, I, I don't. I don't buy that. But but it is interesting in what I've um, I've been doing research on a super secret podcast. Dun, dun, dun. But something interesting when I thought about that artistic sort of that that it, not not so much even artistic. It's more like um, professional. Like you're you've done stuff your whole life, or you've done something really big, and you still you don't know what your self worth is. You know, you don't understand what's going on. There's two examples that I have of. Of things that I've been reading recently and maybe this can sort of just be a recommendation in general for me, but I thought it might kind of roll into this idea of what was it you wanted so I want to read two passages, one is from a guy named Meriwether Lewis you might know him better as part of Lewis and Clark (laughs) the Lewis part, the the Lewis part of (laughs) Lewis and Clark you know, the great dueling banjo players from the 1940s (laughs) Lewis and Clark, yeah, exactly that Lewis and Clark (laughs) So, anyways, this, when, you know, we know Lewis and Clark. They left from St. Louis. They trudged across the entire continent to a little neck of the woods that we know about here in, in Oregon.
1: That's where they ended up. That's so they where they ended we up.
0: Are. They ended up on the, in the Columbia River in the Pacific Ocean. And then they were about to walk back. And on Meriwether's birthday in July, he. Keep in mind that the world, all of the powers of the world that have been on the North American continent, have been trying to find this river that crosses the entire continent since 1492, essentially. <laughs> and he has just walked it. He has just proven that there is no river across the entire continent And because the Rocky Mountains exist. Yes. Nobody knew the Rocky Mountains existed How would until you? they walked across it.
1: Well, I mean, other than all the people that lived here before.
0: Well, true. Very, very true. <laughs> but even them, you know, they, they didn't know – there was not a lot of cross travel, so they didn't really know what was beyond. But again, this is Lewis. Quote This day I completed my 31st year. Oh no. And conceived that I had, in all human probability, now existed about half the period which I am to remain in this subliminary world. And that's not true. He would die a couple of years after this. I reflected that I had as yet done but little, very little indeed, to further the happiness of the human race or to advance the information of the succeeding generation. I viewed with regret the many hours I have spent in indolence and now sorely feel the want of that information which those hours would have given me had they been judiciously expended. But since they are past and cannot be recalled, I dash from me the gloomy thought and resolved in future to redouble my exertions and at least endeavor to promote those two primary objects of human existence by giving them the aid of that portion of talents which nature and fortune have bestowed on me or in the future to live for mankind as I have heretofore lived for myself. When you have a dark darker outlook on on the world, you sort of never see what you actually do accomplish, and you sort of are constantly looking for something else. And unfortunately, he would not be able to do any of that because he would succumb to his own demons and would commit suicide a couple of years after this. Uh, Somebody else I thought of, you might have heard of this guy. TJ? TJ Hooker? TJ Hooker?
1: Isn't that a person? Who's that? I feel like that's a character on a cop show.
0: TJ Hooker? Mm -hmm. 100%. Yeah. Thomas Jefferson Hooker? (laughs) Yeah. Thomas Jefferson had the same thing. Right before he was elected president, he wrote, quote, I have sometimes asked myself whether my country is be- is the better for my having lived at all. I do not know that it is. I have been the instrument of doing the following things, but they would have been done by others, some of them perhaps a little better. From there, he notes his improvements that he helped on uh, with on the Ravana River, Ravana Junction.
1: Oh, hey. Tim yep. Barry, what's up?
0: Tim Barry, what's up? Uh, so in-, in Richmond, he uh, wrote, I don't know, this little-, little book, little booklet, little pamphlet called The Declaration of Independence, I think. No, oh, that bothers me. I Something I don't know what that is. Um, Virginia's religious freedom bill. Uh, he had an act prohibiting the importation of slaves, but not ending slavery. It's very important. Um, but then he was looking toward the future, and it's so funny. He's just he was obsessed with these olive trees that he had, and he stole some rice from Italy, <laughs> and he's like, "This this can be my future. Will will the olives take? Will the rice grow?" Then also, will there something. be general education across the land? That's the third thing. I don't care so much about the education part. Um, and I just found that fucking hilarious. You know, the general diffusion of knowledge was like the next thing that he thought of. But even Thomas Jefferson, who, again, the Declaration of Independence, just like last week with Up to Me, I'm not comparing Thomas Jefferson and Bob Dylan, but I kind of am. The Declaration for anyone else is like, I'm done. I did it. I wrote this. I'm going to go coast off over here. I will be in the history books forever. You're Bob Dylan. You write like a Rolling Stone. You write up to me. That's good enough for a single other person's career, but not good enough for them. And it's and it's. and I just found it really touching that even somebody like Thomas Jefferson, who had accomplished so much, even in his own realm, thought the same stuff that we all do, which is like, we're not good enough. What else do we provide? Like everything that, everything that I did would have just been done by someone else. And that's not true. That just isn't true. Right? Or is it true? I I mean, mean, would it, would up to me be written by someone else? You know, that's that weird Battlestar Battlestar Galactica Galactica stuff, you know, like, (laughs) I mean, it's not that the declaration wasn't forming in people's minds or whatever, but to pluck it out the way that, you know, like a TJ did or to write this, like, you know, I don't know. That's an interesting, that's, that almost gets like way too spacey.
1: Yeah. Well, that we can't know, but we can't know. Yeah. Having... Like, objectively accomplished so much. And to still feel like he didn't. That's really... That's the real bummer of this song. Which has nothing to do with this song, per se. But just in general.
0: I think yeah. we all do that, though. We no, we don't like to acknowledge that we've done stuff. Because even with this, like, the sheer fact of sitting down for 48, almost 50 episodes of this show that we only expected to do one of is a... my. It's not up to me. It's not the Declaration of Independence. But it's something that I did not think that we would be able to do. And it's not it's not bad to keep
1: wanting to strive to make it better. But it's it, you should also recognize, man, this is pretty dope. Bob. Well, I mean, you would ideally would find the balance between staying motivated because you're still like, well, there's more to do. There's more to do. Yeah. And like nothing I done matters. There'll never be enough done. Like you want to it's good. You acknowledge that you're making progress, yeah. but be ambitious. Stay ambitious. Yeah. You don't have to discount everything you've done to stay ambitious. True. And
0: I think what what's also important to note here as well, even with the, all these examples, including Bob, is that, you know, Bob is obviously a, an artist and he's a writer and a songwriter um, and he's making art. Lewis and, and Jefferson are writing in journals like you do in the 1800s because what else do you do? Like, that is your life. And obviously he's on this transcontinental journey writing in a journal, you're going to have personal moments where you're going to write. We've all written that. I mean, I've had a journal. I've written stuff like this all the time. But it's not something that I will then walk out and portray to the public, you know? Nobody knew these inner thoughts of Thomas Jefferson until, you know, he was long dead. And they're going through all of his, you know, voluminous correspondence and writings and journals and stuff like that. But I think it's, a, I think it's good to have these fears, well, it's that nice to know living you're
1: not up. alone, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it's and it's nice to know that other people feel the same because I think everybody feels like that. But I think it's good to check yourself. And Thomas Jefferson could check himself, whereas Lewis, in the end, could not check himself. And it never worked out well for him. And with drink and guns, do not mix. And he did not last very long in this world. And it's very sad. And that's definitely something that has happened to more people than I mean, it's happened to people in my life. I'm sure it's happened to people in yours. It's happened to people in Bob's life. You know, I mean, when Lewis committed suicide, Clark and Jefferson never questioned that it was murder. They were like, he had a disposition and he was always like that. And they were not shocked by the news. And that's that's sad. You know, no matter what you do, no matter how much praise and adoration, sometimes if you can't feel like enough, you'll never be enough. Man, wow. <laughs> Derek. Ooh, yikes. So, Kelly, we existed in the world. Barely. Yeah. I mean, snow was rough. Snow was rough. Snow in the bunker. It's never fun. They just pipe the snow down on top of us oh. just to make us feel it. <laughs> just to remind us. <laughs> but beyond that, what were we doing in uh, 2018? Um, Did you remember the TV show that you watched?
1: Nope. But Are you serious? No, you, man. You watch I just, the whole TV I mean, show and you don't. I watched remember. the Good Place. I know that, but I think I talked about that already. No, I mean
0: you—you you have, but
1: we didn't talk about it. Mostly, I'm just waiting for the new episode of Speechless to come out, which oh. I think comes out next week. And uh, Fresh off the Boat comes back, and oh, man. Modern Family comes back. Network TV. I know, just rocking it. I mean, I don't Modern. It's family. just it's on Hulu, and like we're burning through some stuff, man. So you just gotta. Gotta hope I. uh Oh, I started watching Future Man on Hulu. Speaking of, oh, oh right. and we started the last season of Mindy, even though it's been over forever. Oh, Mindy! It's show's really bad. Yeah, show is really bad. It's hard to watch. So but I don't you know. gotta make it through. There you go. <laughs> There's six so things you're, I you're, almost you're, did. Your
0: uh, your plan is just to like bulldoze TV.
1: There's so much in the world. What good am I if I can't watch Better Call Saul? <laughs> 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 Where's that verse?
0: Yeah. Before we pick next week's episode, Kelly, did you know that we're a real podcast? Yeah. Let me I, tell you about it.
1: Out. Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. We're on SoundCloud. We're on, God, I wish I had like a, a big placard in here that I could just read off of. Tumblr.
1: Instagram. Twitter. Facebook. Twitter.
0: Twitter. Patreon. We're on patreon.com slash SOTW Pod. SOTW Pod. SOTW pod everywhere. Google SOTW pod together with like Twitter, with the word of the thing you want, <laughs> and you'll find us because we're SOTW pod everywhere. Yeah, You know, don't use Google. Google's <laughs> not your really your friend. We're not google.com slash SOTW pod yet.
1: No, just SOTW
0: pod.com. SOTW com. Although I just got an email from Google saying, nah, maybe not. Pay your
1: bills. <laughs> I try. I try. You gotta watch what to am ass. I if I can't
0: pay for my fucking domain name? All right, <laughs> okay, Let's pick next week's episode. Episode 49. We're down to 483 songs, Kelly. Wow. This is episode 49 coming up. We're almost to episode 50. One out of 483. What you got?
1: Next week's going to be so good. 53.
0: Ooh. Nice. Like. Getting close to the 50 number. That's nice. 433. About as far (laughs) off as you can possibly be.
1: So close.
0: So 53. 53 would have been an excellent song. It's called Things Have Changed.
1: Hmm.
0: I have this weird feeling that we're going to be listening to that song soon, but I can't really place it. (laughs) 433, though, Kelly. We're going back to the basement tapes, odds and ends, part one and part two, take one and take two, if you will. There's not parts, sorry. Take one and take two. Wait, what? Odds and ends, odds <laughs> and ends. What's happening? Is that the name of the song? That's the name of the song. Oh, okay. So we're going back. So episode forty-nine, odds and ends. Oh, super excited. Are you excited? Yes. Doesn't matter if you're excited. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Bye. Episode forty-nine. Bye.